Hi, you're listening to Queensland Theatre's Quality Time podcast. This week, our artistic director, Lee Lewis, is joined for a chat by our Director of Education, Youth and Regional Engagement, Laurel Collins. Laurel first worked for Queensland Theatre in 2003 as a full-time actor in the Emerging Artist Ensemble. Since that time, Laurel has had extensive experience as an actor, workshop facilitator and drama teacher. She has also worked as a Captain Starlight Children's Hospital Entertainer and Arts Facilitator throughout Queensland. Enjoy! My name is Lee Lewis and I'm the Artistic Director here at Queensland Theatre and I want to welcome you to a little bit of quality time uh, with Laurel Collins who is the head of our Youth and Education program here at Queensland Theatre. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. We're taking the opportunity to have deeper conversations than we would normally do. Normally marketing is all about getting things in sound bites where you can digest it for two minutes while you're sitting at your work at the, uh, your, your desk at work. Mm. But at the moment we've all got a little bit more time to think a little bit more deeply and it happens to coincide with the time when I'm getting to know the company. So you're coming on the journey with me as I get to ask all of the people in the company, what is it that they do? Because, of course, the big question is, when we're not making shows as a, as a company, what are we doing and why do we still need everybody? Can't we just close the doors, shut it down and wait till the theatre comes back? The big answer is no, because we do so many more things in the company than just put on shows. That's a great thing and it's a, it's a thing we're really looking forward to getting back to. But... There's a big program that runs in this company that is probably about a good third of the work of the company that is our mm. youth and education program. And this is a chance for me to ask you, Laurel, about how, how this program sits in the company, what it is that you do, uh, and uh, for me to really start to understand why it's so important. It is one of the reasons I decided to come to Queensland. Great. Is the strength yeah. of, this, uh, of this program. The yeah. Youth and Education program, I think, is at the heart of how we build theatre. Yeah. If we, the, the advantage that we have if you have theatre when you're little is that you always want it in your life. Yeah. And it's not from a purely mercenary level of that's how we get our new audiences, but also on a spiritual level of what are the things in the fabric of our life that make life worth living. Yeah. And for me, it's always been theatre, but I was lucky enough to have parents that took me to the theatre. Uh, some kids don't have that. And so the chance for us to actually reach out while they're still at school uh, and start to engage with them as young theatre lovers is really important. So I suppose there are two parts, from what I understand, two parts of it, which is the youth part and yep. then the education part. So yeah. I suppose start to take it away, really, yeah, as far as explaining what well, this program is. I guess a lot of what we do is, is kind of about building those opportunities, those pathways um, to connect young people and students and teachers to Queensland Theatre, essentially to our main stage season, but also to be providing opportunities for our students and young people to be in actively engaged in participating and creating theatre and building their own theatre skills themselves. Yeah, so that's what it is. It's not just about, oh, come and see our shows. Exactly, yeah. It's actually about how do you engage with theatre. Yeah. I think, I think if, if we were to just focus on trying to get young people into the theatre, it's too much of a passive approach that we, we're just treating students and schools as, and young people as you know, passive consumers of theatre. 
But um, at the heart of everything we do, and a lot of it is focusing on participation, we want to really hone in on the idea that, or, or to acknowledge that, you know, young people are theatre makers in their own right and drama teachers are theatre makers in their own right and they're out in the community, out in their schools and they're creating amazing stuff. They have really rich vocabs and ways of working already in their drama classrooms and um, being able to create programs and projects that kind of enhance those opportunities, connect those artists, those young artists to the state theatre company. Like all of that's really vital and important. Um, often we love to talk to any of our kind of main stage artists or, you know, our, our lighting designers or our, you know, you know your, your directors, our, our, the, the people who are pretty common to the stages of Queensland. If you were to ask any of them how they first kind of intersected with this thing that we love, this theatre industry, most of them will share stories about either coming across a performance when they're a small um, person at you know, in a school, whether it was like a, a you know, a t- theatre troupe that toured yeah. to their school or whether it was the Arts Council that used yeah. to take amazing little shows all around the state. Um, and a little bit older, it, it, it tends to be because they've encountered an amazing drama teacher or they've encountered an amazing teaching artist. Mm-hmm. And all of our programs um, actively involve, um, really at the core of them, are Queensland Theatre's teaching artists who are practising artists in their own right. They're actors who appear on our main stage. They are um, directors who have been directing the main stage seasons. And um, the active artists who also have the skill set of an educator. So they are the ones who are going out into schools, going out into communities, um, going out and delivering our suite of um, programs for us. And I know for myself as, as someone who fell in love at th- in th- with theatre at a very early age, it was because of... Um, the teaching artists I encountered when I was in high school and the opportunities I had to work with incredible people who at the time I didn't know really who they were but years later going, you know, I got to work with Wesley Enoch, I got to work with Deborah Malman, um, I got to work with um, this suite of amazing And there's something amazing, artists. isn't it, as a young person when you actually get to work with the, a practitioner, yeah. someone that actually makes their living yeah. doing it. Suddenly it's a real thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's a real job. It's not just... Oh, a magical thing that other uh, that exists on a screen or up on a stage. Yeah. You've got a person standing there in front of you saying, "No, no, no! I actually this is how I pay my rent. Yeah. You know, I actually work in the theatre and I've got a range of different experiences, and it it's not always the same thing. And you kind of go, and it's that lovely if you it's that lovely thing where you kind of go, "Oh, I could do that." Yeah. That lovely confidence yeah. that you have when you're like twelve. Absolutely. You go, oh well, I'll do that then. But it, but you wonder, you worry. I worry that if you if you don't have the chance to encounter that kind of confident professional who says, "Yeah, of course I do this, and this has been my whole life," it never occurs to you that you can actually work in the theatre. Yeah, if you can't you know, see it, you can't well, the be only it thing you really thing. see are actors. Yeah. So you, and if you don't want to act. You kind of think, oh, well, that's not for me. Whereas actually, if you love it, it may well be because there's a whole industry that wraps around yeah. and is, is actually completely invisible to the audience. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, in that thing of if you, like to, if you like to draw, often people send you towards architecture, but you kind of go, that, that skill of actually being able to work with your, your hands to create something could, it could end up being a designer. And again, yeah. unless you're working with someone from the theatre, no one's going to tell you that. No, absolutely not. So, so it's, yeah, yeah, so like revealing those kind of industry pathways yeah. um, is, is a, like, a, I guess, a, a side 
That's a side part of, of it. what yeah. happens. Yeah, when I mean, we do and, work. and it's not even—it's it's not even that thing, is it? Of, of we want people to work in the theatre, mm. but the more you understand about something, the more you have a, a bit of a go at it. I mean, I did ballet when I was at all. I was terrible, <laughs> but it means yeah. I actually love going to the ballet, and I know how hard it Absolutely. was, and I think yeah. they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do it ever. It's painful, but I love watching it, and yeah. I'm blown away by it. And I, I think that that goes back to being little and seeing it. Yes, yeah. yeah. And um, I, th I think that's our hope for, I mean, we work with a lot of young people across the year, um, whether they're coming to us with our young artists ensemble, which we have like 83 young And that's not about them seeing shows, is no, it? I mean, they do see the shows in the, in the year if they're in the ensemble in yeah. that year. They come and see our main stage plays. They do. But that's about them making work, isn't it? Yes. Can you tell me a little bit more about the ensembles? Yeah, so the young artists ensembles, um, they are essentially uh, focusing on actor training and like developing the skills and craft of um, performance. Um, we have two training ensembles, which are very much uh, foundational ensembles that we try to build um, with those young people a sense that you have to continually work at your craft. You have to continually be prepared as an actor to be doing voice and, um, you know, articulating, working with your body, um, being ready to be able to pick up a script and analyse it and build a character from it and... Um, creating that kind of like ethos of having to regularly train, um, much like you would in, you know, the sporting world, that you can't just turn up to a game and think you're going to be ready to know. Or a musician. It. You have to yeah. practice. And that that's actually, the, that's the given. Yeah. So our yeah. training ensembles are from year eight to year 10, and they meet once a week and work with different teaching artists from across um, uh, the company. And a lot of those teaching artists have just come, well, you know, they work for the main stage. So they're, they're, working, they're working with people who they might have seen on stage yeah. or that they will see on stage. Absolutely. Yeah. So at the moment, um, one of our ensembles is working with Jason Clarewine, having oh. just seen him in Emerald City yeah. um, playing Colin. Um, and then our performance ensembles, which are our year 11 to year 12s, they are v focusing um, very much a lot of their work on creating a production. So going through the, prof the professional process of a rehearsal, that's led by an artist, um, it, it, whether it's an Australian play or a contemporary work, um, they go through the rigmarole of bringing that work to life and they have a public season here in the Dion Salento studio. Well, that's, I mean, seriously, like if you that's, really love theatre, that's what you want to do, isn't well, it? You want to make where a show. All of, I mean, the training kind of like, you know, is important and, you know, definitely lays all the foundations, but you learn so much in the rehearsal process. You learn so much in production week. You learn so much from being in front of an audience. And, and really until they are in front of an audience, a lot of those pennies don't drop because you can be in a workshop room training till the cows come home, but... In front of an audience, yeah. that's when it really... Well, for every actor. Yeah, yeah. And, when and it's also interesting, isn't it? If you think you might want to act and then you get to be in a show, some, sometimes people actually decide they don't like the experience. Yes. That they actually, not that they hate it, but that it's not for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at a distance, theatre can seem really glamorous yeah, in a funny absolutely. way or magical. And it absolutely is, but we yeah. work to make the magic. You don't necessarily get the magic experience yourself. Yeah. You decide to actually... Commit your work into making magic for other people. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that sometimes that first experience can be a bit of a shock. Yeah. Because there's so much adrenaline involved. Absolutely. Which is yeah. Why some of us get addicted to it. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's that thing of I think a lot of the artists, the young artists who are a part of our young artists ensemble, um, we know that not every one of them is going to go on to being you know part of our industry, but we do know that the skills they're building are so translatable to so many other aspects of their life. 
Um, we know out of the ensemble alumni who have travelled through the doors of Queensland Theatre over the last few years um, and decades before when the ensemble also used to run, um, that they've gone on to hopefully have a lifelong love of theatre and that they are a really important part of our um, audiences now and our future audiences. We get a lot of stories, don't we, with people yeah. saying, I was an ensemble member and, you've yeah. got, you know, I've seen yeah. that happen to you in a foyer quite a lot where people actually talk to you about that and it's yeah. part, of their, part of their ongoing relationships. Well, the more company. so than that, probably theatre residency, we're having been in its, well, what should so be hang its on, 50th explain year. Theatre Residency Week for me, what is yeah, that? Yeah, so Theatre Residency Week, it started the, f- the year basically the company started in that um, the education producer at the time, Murray Foy, um, f- given that our state is so big and Brisbane is um, pretty decentralised in terms of the size of the state, having the opportunity for students from all over Queensland to come to the company for a week-long camp uh, to learn um, and to workshop and to do masterclasses and to see theatre and to create theatre. It's definitely one of those programs that like, a lot of artists have come through yeah. that as their first kind of touch point with the company. Um, a lot I of heard regional... about it as a student in New South Wales and I was jealous that I couldn't come. Well, I, I, <laughs> I'd never heard about it, unfortunately, when I um, went through high school, but it's the kind of program I would have absolutely just Killed. loved to have been a part yeah. of. Um, and I heard about it too late, like I was, had finished high school by the time I'd heard about it. Yeah. But um, it's got such a long history and hundreds and hundreds of young people from all over the state have gone through the program. And it, it's a particularly important program for regional um, students and yeah. a, a number of um, actors who work regularly with Queensland Theatre who were regional kids themselves yeah. got to know Queensland Theatre and got kind of on their pathway to becoming an actor because of Theatre Residency Week, getting to come down, um, travelling down from Mount Isa, Rockhampton, Bundaberg, what have you, to be a part of the company for the week. We don't, of course, stay on site here. It would be impossible to have a camp here at Queensland Theatre. Yeah, maybe back um, in, you know, in 1970 maybe, yeah. but not now. So, so we tend to we find a boarding facility where yeah. we can stay. And, and, and the word camp, like sometimes that concocts like we're setting up tents, but it's, it's very <laughs> um, well-catered and much more kind of like, yeah, of you know, Five star than a, than a camping experience, but yeah. So yeah, I guess it's one. That's one of those programs as well that, because it has run for fifty years, there's artists who are decades into their career who, yeah. you know, so, just drop. So oh yeah, education I went to pro- the program week. in the company has been going f- since its inception. Yes, so yeah. it's at the heart of the company. It's one Absolutely. of the things that we will always do. Yeah, and at the moment, uh, that's one of the major things we're doing because, yes. of course. We would normally be rolling out this all face-to-face and I would see the, the students coming in at the end of each day for their workshops and, and that's a great energy in the company. But you've spent the last few weeks transforming that whole program into a digital format so yeah, that's it can correct. continue to connect to students. Yeah. So we've got a teaching artist teaching, uh, creating workshops which uh, for live for the students. Do you want to talk a, bit, a little bit about that process? Yeah, it's so been huge. It, it has been huge and it's, and it's like in a way it's been... Um, a really exciting um, process to go through as a team, even at a time which feels like a bit of a crisis because we're learning and we're being pushed outside of our comfort zone. Um, so we, there are a number of programs we've had to convert to the digital realm. Um, the biggest education project that we run, um, the SCENE project, which is our um, performance building project that we run across the state uh, each year, um, we commission a brand new text and schools receive that script and uh, create their own 15-minute interpretation from the commissioned play. 
and then artists go out to the school to work with the students to help their creative process, to help them shape what is their interpretation. So obviously school isn't um, happening in person anymore. Everyone's at home. So obviously our artists can't go out to the schools to do any workshops, to do what would have been artists in residence workshops. So working out how do we connect um, our artists to those participating students in this current you know, world with the restrictions being what they are. So what that's meant is we have created like a suite of resources where our teaching artists lead workshop content and activities for the students to be able to do in isolation by themselves in their own bedroom in the hope that in the next few weeks they'll take those ideas back into the classroom when they're allowed to go back to school and that they'll be able to continue to build their performance as a cohort for the scene project outcome. Because there are a lot of teachers around the state who've been involved with the scene project for many years and rely on it as a piece of their piece of their working process yeah. with their students each year. So the thought That's that they correct. couldn't have that was, they were like, how do I fill that gap? Yeah. And so you essentially responded and said, we will reshape it so that we can still provide you with this resource. And of course, all of those teachers are trying to figure out how to teach online as well. So yeah. we're sort of working in partnership with them at the moment, really, to, yeah, yeah. to make sure that they've got some resources, that they're not having to come up with everything themselves. That's true. And at the start of the process, we had um, about 100 schools signed up to do the scene project as per it would have mm-hmm. typically rolled out. Um, and for us, we wanted to keep as many of those schools engaged and, and to, to continue with the project, mm-hmm. even though the parameters of how it could happen um, have shifted. And knowing the immense pressure that teachers are under at the moment to have, have to rapidly change everything that they're doing to be able to deliver work still to students who are at home. And what we found is that more, t- more schools signed up. Yes, yeah, yeah. hadn't been yeah. uh, uh, it's, going it's, to do it's it. It's had a, f- a bigger reach than we imagined. Um, and so and that's one of the beautiful silver linings of, like, <laughs> this digital realm. Um, you know, it, it can go further than ever before. So when I say to you... How do we do both next year? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so yeah. again, knowing that we'll come through this, understanding what we can do with the yeah, same project, absolutely, and that actually it makes it accessible to, to students further and fields. I would say not just Queensland. No, I think I think we absolutely have to still do both next year. Yeah. Um, I mean, nothing will ever replace the you know, an artist being in a space There's with students. There's nothing that replaces the magic no. of, of live engagement. Yeah. We know that. And I think teachers, and, and interestingly, students are finding it as well. They yeah. actually would like to be back in the, in yeah, the classroom with their it, teachers. Yeah. But, yeah. I kinda get, but there are also places, and again, growing up in, in, in the country... There were things that I just couldn't do. Yeah. But if there were, if if the internet had existed then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I would absolutely have been right on it insofar as going, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't replace my desire for the, yeah. for the life, but yeah. but if it opens up the, the contact that kids in the country can actually have with absolutely. with professionals yeah. and that fe- that feeling of actual contact, one on one on one contact. Yeah with virtuosity, yeah. I think that's kind of amazing. I think that would definitely, I think, be the expectation that we'd want to do both next and year. And I know that, you know, schools have been playing in this space for quite a while, you know, with video link-ups and that sort of stuff, but that's actually also been wealthy schools. It hasn't just been yeah. every school yeah. because, you know, so you, can, you can just run it through a computer yeah. or you can even run it through your phone if you yeah. really wanted to. Yeah. So the potential inside this program to become a national program, I say that to you, and at this point I know you're exhausted. No, no, so I, think, I, kind I, of... I think there is absolute 
absolutely a lot of potential for, for this to go this across the I mean. nation. As we roll up again, it won't be in as simple as just open the doors and people will come back. Financially, we'll be in a really tough place for quite yeah. a long time. And when that, whenever that happens in other companies, education is often a, a program that's been added on to the company, so it's extra work not something that sits at the heart of the company. Yeah. So I'm looking at a company where we will never cut away the education program. Yeah. It is part of the identity of the company. Yeah. So we're in a position next year to actually be able to commit to schools around the country mm. in a way that possibly other companies won't be. And I feel like this is not us taking advantage of it, that's actually filling a gap for a yeah. period of time until other companies can get back on their feet yeah. and start to do that work again. My main concern is that the students of Australia don't miss out in that strange opportunity time, like our year 12 students at the moment, going, no, everything's being taken away from me. This was my year. And you kind of go, how do you not let that be the experience? Absolutely. That suddenly, yeah. because the theatre companies are struggling, all of those outreach programs are not there. Yeah. And I kind of go, ours still will be. Yes. So yeah. the chance yeah. of actually then bringing together all of the kids around the country, I think that starts to become exciting. Because, again, Australia's really hard. Distances are huge. And, I mean, Queensland understands that possibly yeah. more than anyone except WA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you go, to be able to de defeat our geography yep. for a moment in time, I yeah. think that would be one of the reasons we're going to you know, ask a lot more of our education program next year. We'll be ready. <laughs> yeah, it's, and look, it's, it's, it's definitely, um, there's been a lot of silver linings to the way we've been working as a team and, and to the way that our teaching artists are um, re-looking at their practice and what it, it can translate when you're running a workshop on Zoom. So our teaching artists... Um, in our Young Artists Ensemble program, they are now, everything's just been run for term two over Zoom, like which we've all suddenly become um, <laughs> quite proficient at using. And um, we're, we're learning as we go, like just what boundaries and parameters you can play with and explore. Um, how can you keep your actor training going via this platform? And um, the, it's definitely, have you know, it, it's the spin-off or the benefit of this time being that, you know, to be able to, as a teaching artist and as an arts educator and uh, for, you know, the team I work with, for us to be able to reflect on what we're doing and to really be um, adapting and, and, you know, reframing things. Like, it, 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 amongst the chaos and amongst the hectic nature of everything that's been, it, it, it is actually a really positive thing that is happening because I think moving forward um, it will have massive benefits for the arts community and for the education sector in terms of, the reach, like you're saying. And, yeah, if we can reach across Australia, that would just be amazing. Yeah. So how long have you been with the company? Oh, look, it's a strange one. Um, <laughs> I, I would say uh, I've, I've had many different relationships with the company. First, as a, a young person who used to go to the old um, theatre in the city, the SGIO or the Suncorp Theatre, and see main stage works um, through high school. Yeah. So I, I was lucky enough to go to one of those schools who did take their students out for an excursion. Um, and I was dead keen on wanting to do work experience here when I was in year 10, but someone else from my school put their hand up first and got placed. And so I ended up going to Channel 9, which, hey, was good too, but it wasn't, wasn't what I really wanted. Um, and then studied drama and uh, spent a number of years as an um, actor and um, drama workshop teacher uh, and freelancing, doing schools touring with the Queensland Arts Council and working closely with Zen Zenzo 
And most people probably still remember about 20 years ago, Queensland Theatre used to have a young artists ensemble, which um, was supported full time for a few years, where each year four emerging actors were selected to kind of be in residence at Queensland Theatre oh, okay. so you for the whole year. You would act in some of the shows. Yeah, you, yeah. Were, you were cast in the main stage, a number of main stage shows. You would do the education work, um, you'd uh, do readings, mm-hmm. you, were, you, you would kind of second out to different companies. So I was here lucky enough in 2003 as part of the Emerging Artists Ensemble and, and it was like a full-time contract of about maybe 45 weeks, which, you know, as a freelance actor when you're young, it's like hitting the jackpot. Oh, anytime. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that program existed for a number of years and um, was able to support, I guess, the, the growth and the pathway of a number of artists I spent a lot of that year um, working closely with the education team that was here at that time and doing um, what essentially now I'd refer to as like teaching artist work out in the regions um, all across the state and kind of fell in love with um, or, and was reconnected to that idea of what happened to me when I was a young person, you know, the teaching artists who are around me as a young person were a big part of um, my love of theatre and, and how I kind of got involved and so seeing that side of things open up in terms of, you know, how can you be that artist that young people need right now um, was a big kind of, you know, became a big focus for me. So after my year with the um, Queensland Theatre at that point, back in 2003, I I did continue to do schools touring and I did continue to do shows and main stage shows as they came up. But my love of that kind of drifted away to my love more of um, arts education and I went and did a, a drama degree um, in secondary teaching to be able to teach drama in schools. Yeah, right. And then from there um, have kind of been engaged over the years multiple times to do education projects with Queensland Theatre um, but always in like a casual capacity or, or, you know, just a gig-to-gig capacity and it was only... After doing a multitude number of things in, in, in kind of the education sector, um, both in and outside of the classroom, in a multiple number of fields, that um, in 2014 I kind of rejoined the company um, as part of the education team at the time then, the education and youth team. Because it is, it is interesting the difference between works that you make for a younger audiences or working with younger people as opposed to working with a curriculum which starts to actually yeah. put different demands on, yes. on both different the, terminology. Way, the way that things are taught and, yeah. and the expectations and so that it actually can be useful to teachers. Yeah. And keeping it connected but not tightly bound. It's like you need a translator sometimes between, yeah. between what we do. But also you're trying to keep your hand on it, it genuinely being an, a, a positive and attractive, not necessarily an obviously educative experience. Yeah. So that it's not like when your teacher teaches you at school. Yes, there's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a different spirit inside it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's it's kind of got to have a bit of a surprise. You learn element because yeah. you, you you hide the learning in the doing. So yeah. Well, you also trust that people learn when they're really interested. Too. Yes. So yeah. you're following down their interest. Yeah. And then we end up in a place that no one could have anticipated. Yeah. And it is interesting to me the number of people that that have talked about their experience with the educa- youth and education program at, yeah. at Queensland Theatre yeah. and how deeply embedded it is in, yeah. in just the existence of the company. So many people are tied to the company through that, yeah, yeah. Through that Absolutely. access point, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'd, I'd say that's definitely true of a lot of Queensland artists and, or Australian so artists. So what are the, uh, the youngest is year eight? 
Yeah, year eight um, uh, for our young artists training ensemble. That's probably the earliest we get them. And they audition for that. They that right? do. Yeah, it's a pretty competitive process. Um, we get a lot of um, applicants and we go through the process of, you know, um, at the final couple of weeks of November, um, auditioning everyone who's applied and then um, offering places for the following year. It's a year-long program. Um, the four ensembles meet across the four terms. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it has grown in numbers over the years, um, grown in interest. And this current incarnation of the program, which kind of kicked back in in 2012, um, previously there'd been other times in the company's history where the ensemble was running, um, the young, the high school mm-hmm. age ensemble. Um, this current incarnation, now that it's kind of been running since 2012, there's alumni of the, of the ensembles that you kind of see everywhere across Australia and across the stages of Australia and also... Um, on TV and um, film. And, and so, so that's... Don't you find it Rex TV just a little bit, though, when you know everybody in it? You it's, forget, yeah, yeah. You forget what character they're playing. Well, you're like, oh, Dave was really good in there. Like, but you're just watching Dave. You're not yeah. necessarily watching a character. Yeah. Yeah, but it... it and, or it makes you feel old because you're like, oh, hang on. <laughs> no, I'm just that person say, still no, that's just that person No, that's just a product of, uh, of, you know, the coronavirus at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's just a little bit tired. Yeah, absolutely. So not, not old. Yeah. Not old okay. at all. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, it is... There's, there's it's kind of lovely to see, you know, even young artists who, you know, are now just artists coming, you know, coming back to Queensland Theatre who first kind of pathwayed through the ensemble program. It's lovely having them come into the building too and kind of feeling a sense of ownership. Yeah, absolutely. It's like their home company, which oh, is kind of great. I think that's a, a really important part of like these doors should be open and, you know, they will be up post-corona <laughs> that I don't think there should be any mystery for young artists or for young people who are looking to Queensland Theatre and go, wonder how I get to be there or how do I get to do oh, that? And, and it's true. It could, when you go and see, especially when we do our big shows at QPAC, you know, yeah. this huge venue, it looks amazing, it looks so imposing, it looks so expensive and magical. Yeah. And that's part of the magic of theatre yeah. sometimes. But it's, it's important that people realise that this is just a... It's not really a company. It's a group of people who love theatre yeah. and have organised to be together and yeah. make theatre. Uh, that there isn't some big institution. And I think, you know, when things look so fabulous, yeah. it can be really intimidating. And so this for us is a really important way that young people kind of go, that they expect that they can be a part of this. Absolutely. And yeah. that they feel like they're no, genuinely... I'm not promising it's going to be easy. No, I mean, no. It's a, it's a complicated life. Yeah. But, but it's also something that they should feel entitled to. Yeah. Uh, and that this is their company. Like we always say mm-hmm. to our young artists, um, they are just as important as anyone else in the building and that, um, you know, they are allowed to take up space here because this is their company and that they are an intrinsic part of um, the fabric of this place. And so we're missing having them here at the moment, obviously. Um, well, they're missing great, being It's a great here. energy. Every, like, every yeah. evening there's like a bunch who come up <laughs> yeah. and dump all of their stuff in the function room and then head into the rehearsal yeah, room yeah. and then they're on break and they're in the, the yeah. kitchen having a cup of tea and things like that. And it's a really lovely, alive energy in the yeah. company. Yeah. And, and when that runs in parallel with the shows, they're also crossing over sometimes with actors who are working on our, our main yeah. stage. And that's a lovely sense of, of continuity and community that I think yeah. is really important. But also like a really important model for that idea of, well, who's next? Like, you know, yeah. for, for someone to be, you know, in, in the little kitchenette making cup of tea alongside, you know, Brian Probert's or, um, you know, Veronica Neve or, like, yeah. one of our more, like, well-known Queensland actors, like, that, that they, f- 
you know, they kind of are looking to the path of, well, I'm going to do that. That'll mm-hmm. be me next. Or I'm sure there's a few of them who, who are eyeing off your job, Lee, and will Absolutely. be um, leading this company <laughs> no, in the, in the it's decades really interesting. to come. There's a young... I, I only met my first female director when I was, tw- when I was 20, when, yeah. I, when I went to graduate school. Yeah. And uh, it's not that I hadn't thought about doing it because I'd been directing, but I hadn't seen a woman in the role. And I, the penny sort of dropped that, of course, I could do it. Yeah. And I had done it when I was 12, 13. And so at some point it dropped away as a thought and it only yeah. came back when I saw a, 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 when I had a woman directing me. Yeah. And I kind of went, oh, I haven't had this before. Yeah. When I just first came back from America, I started working for the New South Wales State Drama Ensemble Program mm-hmm. uh, and kids from state, state schools, similar sort of process of, of training every week. Uh, and there was a young, uh, a young student in that and that was year... Eights and nines, nines yeah. and tens, elevens and twelves. And I think it was nines and tens that I was working with. And I love that age group as a director. I find them really imaginative. Anyway, we used to do... I used to experiment with all of my, all of my ideas as a director on them. So they were my fabulous guinea pigs as well. Yeah. Uh, and as a director, that's really important that you can actually work with young actors and they can trust that this is actually part of your real work, yeah. not yeah. just something you're doing with them. So there was this young woman who t- has bec- since become a director and she said, oh, no, I remember being in in the ensemble and I looked around and I thought I was a pretty good actor and then I joined the ensemble and I was like, I'm nowhere near the best actor in this room so obviously this isn't a career path for me. It's a very competitive young woman, I really like her. And she said, oh, so I knew I wasn't going to be the best. If I couldn't be the best here, why why do it? And so I looked at what you were doing and I thought I could do that. (laughs) And something inside me just went, oh, yeah, thanks for that. (laughs) But I love that, again, that feeling of entitlement. She took it for granted that she would direct and, yeah. and she should. Yeah. And she's gone on to become a director and it never occurred to her not yeah. to do that and not to put herself forward as that. And the fact that she discovered that when she was 15, mm. I thought that was really valuable that she didn't spend the next five years breaking her heart. She just went, oh, no, if I want to I be really good, yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And yeah. I knew that she also wouldn't have thought that necessarily yeah. had it not been a woman in that role. Yeah. And I'm not saying you, you can only... Yeah, maybe I am saying you have to actually see that it's possible to actually then take it for granted as opposed to being a revolutionary thinker. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that extends now, like, in the current kind of situation um, with our young artists, that very much extends to other kind of creative roles like um, when they work with female sound designers or female lighting designers. Mm. They just, you see that moment of they suddenly go, oh, hang on, that could be me too because... Yeah. Um, you know, you know. Previously, they just haven't had the opportunity. Well, it's the sort of they... thing. It's not that someone says you can't do it. Yeah, but you just don't see you it. Just don't so... see it. So the the idea doesn't naturally necessarily occur to you. Yeah, it, it would take a more aggressive thought on your p- part to actually break the vision of what you're actually seeing. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I mean that that quiz. I mean, the fascinating thing for me is how strong the music community here is in Queensland. Yeah. So I can. It's it's interesting to me how few female sound designers there are in the country. And I kind of go, if it's connecting that, the dots between I love music and I can make music. Mm. You know, traditionally you know, composers have always seemed very male. Yeah, yeah. The, that professional music world. You yeah. Know? And I know it's still very male dominated, yeah. but you kind of go, that idea that says, I can do this. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think that pathway through theatre might also be a very sneaky way to get more. More fabulous female composers up yeah. and running. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Okay, so what, what, just one last question yeah. for you. Visioning the future of your best case scenario, uh, your dream 
for the education, youth and education program? What would it be? Your dream. Oh, look, I think... If, I, if money wasn't yeah, an object, oh, great. because money's always it. an object, oh, you know, go, money's then. always a thing. True. Yeah, okay, so a billionaire walks in to yeah. Queensland Theatre tomorrow and says, like, I love this company, I love what you're doing, but I want to put all my money in education. Sure. Ready, set, go. Great. Well, I think, I mean, at the moment, we have very much excelled in the high school age of grade 8 to grade 12. We've got... Um, a whole host of programs that, you know, secondary students can sink their teeth into. I'd love us to drop down to, um, you know, the three- and four-year-olds all the way up to uh, the 13-year-olds. And then I want to see us push up as well because I think, um, you know, returning a a program that really was for that kind of gap between finishing high school and potentially finishing your tertiary degree or potentially working and training and getting your first main stage gig, that kind of like, I think that, you know, I don't like the term as much anymore, but that emerging artist. Um, hang on, I suppose it used to be, theatre used to be a guild essentially. Yeah. You used to just hang out near a company and, and as a young and person and watch and hope and you'd, <laughs> hope you'll be, you know, you'd yeah. sweep and you'd make coffee and you'd just be eager and there and ready to do yeah. things and you would end up doing little bits and you kind of go, that's, I suppose, what the emerging space used to be. Yeah. And as long as you stayed there and could figure out how to do that, it, it, you would end up on stage. And yeah. that's why everybody jokes about the spe- being a spear carrier. There used to be these big plays where there would be lots of extra yeah. people and you would stand on stage and your job was to actually not mess up the performance for but the you were there. senior actors, but yeah. you were there and you would watch them night after night and that's how you would start to yeah. learn. And now, of course, with professional training institutes there are more formal ways of training yeah. but that uh, that other pathway of finding your way if, if actually the 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 formal education path isn't for you yeah. what are other ways into a performance practice how yeah. do you how do you get to connect to the idea of performance and find your feet like flying a plane it's yeah. hours in the air sometimes yeah. you know absolutely so so i guess yeah it would definitely be okay. wanting to push up an age and push down an age yeah um and that would mean multiple things, I think. Um, pushing down an age, I think, then has to connect to then having work or something on the main stage that those younger um, ages can connect to or see that it's not just a tokenistic drama club or drama program or yeah. after-school yeah. drama um, yeah. scenario. Um, and, and then pushing up in age for that kind of, you know, 18 to 26, the same thing again, like you need younger roles for those people to push on to or whether or not there could be a working ensemble um, who's kind of in residence here across the company. Um, th- these are all ideas mm-hmm. that we've kind of talked about as an education youth team. Um, and I think from this time re- realising, just being humbled again of having to realise just that Brisbane-centric thinking that can sometimes creep into your practice about how projects are delivered and resourced and that this time has made us rethink again about the potential reach and stretch of of, um, what's possible. And, um, you know, Lee, I know you've mentioned this before and and certainly people in the team I work with um, have been talking about as well, that idea that digitally it could be possible to have a regional um, young artists ensemble who are all scattered across Queensland but are training together weekly on Zoom. And I think well, something like that is very look, possible. It's a funny thing because sometimes the, the, smaller, the, smaller, the smaller the place you're in, I was the only d- drama nerd. 
I was total, I was total theatre obsessive. Yeah. But I was the only one. In your whole town? In my whole, well, yeah, almost, <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> um, and I, and I kind of go, to be able to have connected with other people like me yeah. before been I so had to important. leave home and go yeah. to a city and that sort of stuff would have been actually so yeah. great. It just would have made me feel less strange, yeah. I think. Yeah, definitely. And so the possibility of offering that to, yeah. to students, I mean, even with the ensembles that we have at the moment, they're, they're also meeting up socially when it's yeah. not... Well, when it's not. They're finding their tribe, yeah. you know, that they're finding people who are, you know, think and feel and see the world kind of in a similar way and so... Yeah, but but knowing that I there's mean, probably... socially online, I meant. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah they're not, not physical distance and all that at the moment. No, they're definitely they're definitely um, creating a, a community of sorts. And so knowing that there's across the state right now, there's probably you know little uh, younger versions of you in remote towns who possibly don't even have drama run at their school because yeah. there's not enough students to run drama as a subject. Um, finding a way to you know create a working and active ensemble for those people, I think, will definitely be something on the cards. I think that's, yeah. I think that's before the billionaire walks in. I <laughs> yeah. think that's what think we're going to be looking yeah, at. I think that's on the cards probably, for next year. Probably far more build... achievable. Yeah. 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 yeah, but, definitely. you know, I have to say, any, billi- I, I any billionaires out there, yeah. Yeah, please do come, billionaires. Um, yeah, and know that we will, yeah, do a lot with your money to, <laughs> to reach even more people. So, yeah. Awesome. No, thank you. It's been a really lovely conversation about, again, something that sits at the heart of the company. But yeah. most people, unless they're you know, under 20, don't, don't necessarily encounter in, in their week-to-week life. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you. It's also nice to get away from not just staring at a computer screen um, or looking at Zoom meetings. So yeah, I think this, this has been nice. Enough. Safe enough. Nice to be, to be out <laughs> and talking to you. So thanks, Lee. Thank you very much. And I look forward to uh, the next quality time conversation that we have, which will be with someone else in the company. If, if, this has been, if you've got any questions that you might like to ask either of, of Laurel or myself about the program, uh, you're absolutely welcome to email. We are absolutely at our computer all the time yeah. now, except when we're doing things like this. So thank you for joining us and spending a little bit more time with Queensland Theatre. Thanks so much for listening to Quality Time. Please rate and review it and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter at QLD Theatre. You can visit our website, queenslandtheatre.com.au to sign up to our e-news and learn more about the stories we'll be sharing next. We hope to see you at the theatre again soon. Bye!